Welcome back to the After Action Review. You know me, I'm Nick Guy, and today we have an inc we are incredibly blessed and lucky to have a couple of fine Americans with us today. Uh, we, as you guys might have heard, we're we're, we're talking about Star First Class Alwyn Cash, uh, bona fide American hero. Uh, today is the 15th anniversary of his actions that for which he was awarded a silver star and a lot of people have been working really hard uh, with Congress and lobbyists and the National Security Council and the DOD to basically right a wrong that we've seen in the fact that he should have been awarded the Medal of Honor. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of great work. A lot of people have been sacrificing a lot to ensure that's happening. But today I wanted to talk and learn about Alan Cash, the man. Uh, we know about what he did in Iraq 15 years ago, but we really don't know a whole lot about Alwyn the father, Alwyn the brother, uh, Alwyn the son. So today we are incredibly blessed to have three of his siblings. We have Casanel, his sister, Carlos, Tracy, his, his brothers, and they are coming to us from Oviedo, Florida, their hometown, and uh, an amazing truck has pulled into town with, with – uh, Alan's likeness and uh, guys, thank you so much for, for making this happen. A lot of people have been waiting a long time to, to speak with you. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So just right off the bat, like I said, we don't know a whole lot about Alan the man. I, you know, can you guys kind of peel back that curtain for us and let us know like the type of person that he was? Okay. Yeah, well, my name is Carlos, and Al is, of course, my brother. And he was uh, he was outdoors first, outdoorsman first. He liked fishing, he loved hunting. That was his passion, fishing and hunting every day. That's what he planned on doing when he retired, but that didn't ever happen. Um, he was, a, out of all of us, he probably most strongest for his family. He loved his brothers and sisters, and he was big on, on family. And uh, that was, he's just a perfect little brother. Uh, he went to the service. I mean, I, I remember the last time I talked to him, I was telling him to be careful and all that. And he was like, he was like, a, the stuff he did and the stuff he had been through, he never, he, he was like one of those soldiers, he could turn it off. When he came home, he wasn't a soldier no more. He, and it stuff, once I, found out what was, uh, talked to some of the guys that served with him and all the war zone. And I was like, just amazed. Cause I'm like, how could you not talk about that all the time? Wanna, but he never did. He was a stone cold soldier. He could turn it off like it was a faucet. And he was one of the few people who can, you know, a lot of people bring it back with him and can't shake it. He could shake it. He, he, he never, you know, he just was that way. He just, he never talked. When I heard the stuff, of the people who actually served at him and was there at the time he died, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how could you go through stuff like that for years and never talk about it? And that's my brother. So, I mean, I think it's an important point, you know, being able to turn it off and when you come home, just go back. You know, it's, it, it's a totally different world. And a, a lot of guys, I don't think anybody wants to bring that world back with them. Uh, but like you said, a lot of guys struggle with that. Um, I, I, you know, that's that's noble and 
and you know worthy worthy of praise that that he was able to do that and and kind of shield the family um i mean I, I would love to just keep going down the line like to, to hear to hear like who cast or to, who uh alwyn was to each of you so i mean castle anything to add to that well to me he was just he was my first baby uh i'm 12 years older than him i remember when my mom brought him home from the hospital i think it was the first time i ever got hit in the mouth for being flippant and because i was like oh my god there's enough of us don't y'all know how to fix this and she actually hit me in my mouth and so i learned not to say anything else but he was the baby of the bunch so that made him a little spoiled because all of us are, you know, that makes him older. So I think he played that card uh, very well. Uh, he knew that because our family was not affluent, but he had older brothers and sisters that he could get things out of, you know, bicycles, uh, money, uh, clothes. So that's what we did because by the time Al got up to some size, he was actually, I mean, our dad had actually passed. So Al had no vivid memories of him. I do remember Al from a little boy. I was at Jackson Heights Middle School, I mean, Jackson Heights Elementary School, excuse me, here in Oviedo. And I remember the teacher, my teacher saying, where's Al? And I was like, what do you mean, where's Al? She was like, Al's supposed to be in first grade. And I was like, no, Al's home. He, uh, he home with the babysitter. Mama went to work, dad went to work. And I told my mom that evening that uh, what the teacher said, and she was like, no, but she got dressed the next day. She didn't go to work. She got dressed the next day and went out to the school. And sure enough, Al was supposed to be in first grade. So <laughs> he went to first grade, and that's just how small Oviedo was when, when we were coming up. I mean, where I'm standing now, where the truck is, all this was woods. This was dirt. Uh, he was just with my brother Carlos and my brother Curtis, you know, they were younger than him, but Al, I mean, older than him, I'm sorry, but he would try to follow them, you know, and do what they did. So I think he learned early to be rambunctious and challenging from them because he always wanted to hang with his big brothers, you know? So um, he did the crazy stuff. Like we jumped off of houses for sport and they would wrestle. I remember all that stuff. They would wrestle and beat each other up. And he was a scrawny kid, so he'd always lose because they were older, but he'd, he'd hang in there, you know, and, and that's what I remember about my brother coming up. I mean, we didn't take a lot of pictures because like I say, we were not affluent and you always think you have time for that. Well, time didn't pan out that way. So that's the way I saw it. It may have been different from my older brother here, Tracy, who was much older than all of us. So I'll, I'll let him speak. Well, speaking and thinking back of his formative years when he was there and all, and the thing it was, along with Carlos and Kate and Yuli and all the others there, well, uh, I have kids nearly the same age that they are. And, uh, but one thing about it, as she said, we always had that closeness one to the other. And by him uh, being the last, I had a son about the same age he is. His name is Al Cash and he he was Alwyn. But anyway, he used to try to uh, lift him up to just show you about how protective he was in his youthful days and how the Lord instilled things in people by looking out for others. He would try to lift him up when he was 
just walking himself, and he was crawling. And he tried to lift him up, and they say, Al, you, you're not large enough to, to, to pick him up, but he had tried to pick him up. And although I have children that is older than him, all of them had to call him up. And he insists on them calling him uncle instead of just Al. And that's the type of individual. He took on responsibilities from day one as far as individuals was concerned around him. And whatever, I, I, when, when the incident happened and I was told about it, I knew what happened because that's, that was Al. It, he, he felt that if they were under his command, he was responsible for them. And he acted in that way. And I'm just so, uh, uh, I was just put at ease when, although I lost a brother, when I looked at him and I have this mask on, I just take it off temporarily just to mention this point I'm talking about, but his beard was sort of like mine. And when I seen him and I looked at him and I thought about the boys in the fire, the Hebrew boys and how the law quenched his beard wasn't even tarnished. It, the fire went up as far as his neck, but the other part of his body, his face and all, we could see him, and he looked just like our brother Al taking a nap. And that, 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 that just took all the pain and all away from me because I knew it was an act of God for what he did in securing uh, his other fellow soldiers. And that's what I remember of my brother Al. It appeared like it sounds like those those traits that allowed him to do what he did 15 years ago were a constant and consistent personality type from when he was a young man. You know that 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 protection that that lionheartedness when you talked about yeah. how when he was wrestling with his older brothers and despite him being, you know, six, seven, eight years younger and, and way smaller, just hanging on. Um, but going, I, and please excuse me if this is, if this is going over the line, um, just kind of going off of, of what Tracy just said, you know, being an act of God, uh, faith, huh. faith, faith with your family, faith with, with Alwyn. Yeah. One the, the one of the things that he after, after the incident after after his actions. In case anybody listening did not know, uh, a Stars and Stripes reporter was able to interview him before he passed. Yes. yes. And, and and the reporter asked him why he did what he did, and Alwyn's words haunt me. He said, "I had made peace with my God." I did not know if my boys had. Yeah. It, so, I mean, was was faith a, a large part of growing up? Was that just that? Oh, my that, God. <laughs> Honey, my mom, on Sunday morning, you left the house, walking from our house to Grant Chapel AME Church. And she would always tell us, you better not let me beat you there. We left as a group going to church and there was a store on the way to church and we'd sneak in and get all the candy 
And, and unfortunately, yes, we use some of our little Sunday school money by our little candy. But you better not let her beat you to the church because she'll start Sunday dinner, right? And, and, and cook it before, you know, because you never knew who was coming home after church. But my mama would cook like she was cooking for an army. Everybody could come to, to the house and eat or she'd bring food to the church. And <laughs> faith was a very big, big part. Um, most of us, you know, I mean, we just, it, it was school and church. You didn't play with school, you didn't play with church. Because now I'll tell you a funny story. I think it was Al that did this. We were in church one Sunday and we were talking about Jeremiah. Was that Al? And uh, so the preacher asked the Sunday school class, well, who was Jeremiah? And Al jumped up and he was like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And he jumped up. And so I'm just thinking as the big sister, oh, he got this. And Al said, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> it was a song out by uh, Three Dog Night. It said, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Baby, the Sunday school class, we almost laughed till we wet ourselves. But honey, when my mama got to church and she got that report that Al had told the preacher that Jeremiah was a bullfrog, she got home, oh, and she blistered his butt. He was like, hey, hey, hey. Come get me. I said, bro, I can't take that one for you. I, uh, no, mama did not play. <laughs> I couldn't take that one for him, but that, that thing was, that it was so funny that day. And that was one of the funny stories I remember about him growing up. You brought that to memory. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'll give, I'm going to give him points for just being confident. <laughs> well, yeah, he was too confident, but, but he was confident. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. that's 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 fantastic. What what a fantastic memory. Um, as as he gets older, um, I know I know uh, Alan had two children. He has three. Three children. Okay. Um, that yes. Okay, yes. I I'd spoken to his his daughter, who is a phenomenal young woman, um, and I know and I know he his son is now an infantryman in the army, correct? Right. Okay. Um, I mean, were you guys, were you guys surprised? Were you shocked when he followed his, his father's footsteps? Well, I wasn't, I had asked him why. And cause he had went off to college. He graduated from high school, went to college and decided that college was not his forte. And I asked him why he was going into the infantry. He said, poetic justice. And I left it at, I said, but you don't have to do this. What if something happens? We're at peace right now, basically. Uh, what if something happens and something happens to you? He was like, well, that wouldn't be so bad, would it, Auntie? He's a young man. He's a grown man. I took it at that and I let it rest. That's, that's incredible. Um, especially considering, you know, he, he was very young when, when his father passed, um, yes. that, that right. legacy, that legacy. He wasn't much older than Al was himself. Right. That, that legacy of service, uh, remains strong. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I, I love his answer. Poetic justice. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the piss and vinegar you want in an infantry. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, so, I mean, 
L being the youngest, or the youngest, correct? Yes. Okay, L, L being the youngest, but this larger-than-life personality, this lion-hearted, you know, kind of sassy, definitely smart-alecky uh, Al Winner. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it, he was also kind of like a glue for the family. You know, he was just an infectious an infectious member of the family that everybody just gravitated towards. Well, we all knew, I guess I can say this, we all knew he was the last. And like I say, we were not affluent when we were coming up. But the one thing that we had was our name, Cash. And we tried our best not to bring honor or shame to that because that's my dad's name. Mm -hmm. That's the name. I mean, I care. People ask me, did you just start writing your whole name when your brother? No, no, I've, I've written my whole name all my life because I'm a cat. I was born a cash, I'll die a cash. I just happened to marry a wife. But um, it's just, and, and when we, we didn't have a lot, so when you don't have much, you have each other. And like I say, he was, he was the baby, so he had me, he had Carl, he had Byrne, he had Tracy, he had AC, he had Mayotta, he had nieces. I mean, I got a niece, I call her Tracy girl because it's my brother's Tracy's daughter. She's a year younger than me. And I remember one time when she was like, I guess she was like 12 or 13 or something like that. And she said, Al, and he said, it ain't Al, it's Uncle okay. Al. <laughs> and uh, she said, okay, Uncle Al, then give me a dollar. I mean, he was, like, <laughs> he was a baby and he didn't have no dollar to give us, but he wanted that Uncle Al, yeah, <laughs> you know, so. It, it was just, you know, we just grew up like that. And, and we, we just gave what we gave of each other because we had nothing much other than that to give until Tracy got old. And, you know, he when me and his daughter was both up in Florida State, if he sent her, he had sent me. You know, we were just a year apart. So that's just the way family does. That's the way we were raised. I, I love that. I love that. I, I, that. That's a great thing. I love when families are just that close and and you have that that connectivity and you have that you know very Tracy. clear love trace yeah she just rounded the corner she the person that we were talking fantastic. about he's telling about that doctor it's on zoom it's a zoom meeting this is guy nichols he wants to know about your uncle Ed. Hello. Hi, how are you, ma'am? Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, yes. so I, I, was, I was just asking everybody, you know, I wanted, you know, here, you know, I wanted to learn about Alwyn the man, Alwyn the, the brother, Alwyn the, the uncle, uh, you know, so, you know, we're kind of going down the line and sharing stories. I was just wondering if, you know, if there, there were any stories or any memories uh, that help kind of humanize this line of a man you know we have this idea especially in the veteran community because we know what he did we know his actions but um, i i want to kind of humanize him and, and and see the type of guy that he was well i kind of was one i was a niece that was much older and i used to tease him a lot so um <laughs> relentlessly uh so i i was bad about that and um uh, and and i have more childhood uh, memories of him than adult memories because he you know he left so it was so he he always tried to entertain us when we came to visit and he had this 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 he would always do headstands he'll flip over 
he had this little flat part of his little head, and he went, I'm sorry, he had this, he had a cute little flat head. So he would flip over and do little headstands and try to entertain us while we were visiting, right? So I would always mess with him because since he was my uncle, I was like, uncle, uncle, give me some money, give me some money. He like looking at me like, why are you asking me for money? <laughs> I'm like this little young little boy. So he was so sweet. He was just a sweet person. Um, and we loved him very much. So I kind of was, I'm more of a teaser. I was a more of a teaser than anything with him. So, but we call him Top Cat. I, I love it. I love, and, yeah, and those, he, he didn't like me calling him uncle. Oh no, he did not like that at no, all. He didn't like you calling him out. He, he wanted to like, call him uncle. Yeah, he used to tease me. So, oh well. As he got older, he thought he could be called uncle, but I'm like, I'm older than you. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had good memories. Good memories. Yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> Hey, that's fantastic. Uh, again, I can't say I, this is why I'm so happy I was able to connect with you guys and, 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 and hear these stories. Cause sometimes it is just like the little stories that, that kind of round yeah. out the, the yeah. person. Yes, but, yes. Yes. I mean, so I, I, I know you guys, you guys have, you know, this is a great day for, for a lot of your guys' family to come in and, and, and see each other and, and see the truck. So I don't want to keep you too long, but do you guys have any final thoughts and, and want to share them? You know, you know, feel free. Uh, if not, you know, I, I'll let you guys get back to uh, a beautiful family day in, in your, in your hometown honoring, you know, Alwyn on that. And then on, cause on this day, especially today is the 15th anniversary. 15th anniversary of the day of the, in, the accident. And I, I would just like to interject this thought that he gave his all. And we as a family think that it ought to be reciprocated that our country should give him his due as well. And on that, I would like to say a personal shout out to Congresswoman Stephanie, Stephanie Murphy, Murphy, to Congressman um, Michael Crenshaw, and Congressman Dan Welsh. Those are the three people that have been... Um, pushing that got the bill through the Senate. I mean, through the House, I'm sorry. Um, we're waiting on the Senate passage. I'm told that it was just a, a, a technicality that it didn't pass this time. So we're waiting uh, on that. And once the Senate passes, we know that uh, Department of Defense Secretary Esper has already made his uh, statement known. It would just be a technicality to get him to re re rewrite to the president. And then for the president himself to sign this and um, make this bill a law and he could get the Medal of Honor. Uh, also on that note, I would like to thank the city of Oviedo for going the extra mile to at the last minute to get this beautiful truck in. And I would like to thank Stephen Miser, the driver and uh, originator, the thought behind this truck and Reese Across America for taking the expense to do the truck. We just appreciate everything that's been said and done for our family. And also too, we would like to thank anyone that was behind Steve uh, because <laughs> they helped yeah, they all did. of this. I mean, all of the people behind everyone, 
Yes. Everybody played a part, and we are so appreciative of you. Yes, we are. Thank we you. Are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we appreciate your time too, also, uh, Nicholas. No, yes. it, it, it was my pleasure. Please know that. It, there's. I, I just want you guys to know, uh, Castle. I when we had spoken on the phone, I had told you, but uh, Tracy, Carlos, uh, Tracy, um, the the entire veteran community. Is, is standing behind this and, and working for this because we, you know, we view Alwyn as our brother, even somebody that, you know, when I, I, I was 15 years old uh, when, when Alwyn did the things that he did, uh, you know, 15 years ago, but then I served, but because I serve and I wear that uniform and I, I share that, share that legacy with him, you know, Alwyn is, is my brother too. And the entire veteran community views him the same way. So we, all of our thoughts, all of our prayers go to you guys. We can't thank you enough uh, for reciprocating the love. It, it means a lot to us. Um, I, I, there's nothing left to say other than, uh, you know, thank you for raising a man that was capable of doing the things that he did to save so many lives and 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 that's it that's all i can say because that's all there is to say and we thank you thank you yes thank you nicholas sure thing the, the cash family everybody uh guys if, if if you enjoy this this will be broadcast in in multiple in a couple of different locations uh if you guys don't mind sharing this getting their story out uh just to kind of demystify the man i would really appreciate it Cash family, once again, thank you very much. Have thank you. Thank you. you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Scripture teaches us that there is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. On October 17, 2005, in an Iraqi province north of Baghdad, Sergeant First Class Cash made the ultimate expression of love. Disregarding his personal safety and enduring unimaginable pain in order to save multiple soldiers under his command from their burning vehicle after it hit an improvised explosive device. His actions that fateful day were so remarkable that they almost defy description. Words like courage and bravery do not seem adequate to fully capture the deeds this soldier performed. The actions that Sergeant First Class Cash took resulted in his death as he must have known they would. After his passing, Sergeant First Class Cash received the Silver Star, the third highest combat award that the Army confers. Over the past years, there has been a passionate, painstaking, and patient effort to have Sergeant First Class Cash's Silver Star upgraded to the Medal of Honor. Notably, this effort has been led by the battalion commander who nominated him for the Silver Star. This individual, now a two-star general, came to believe that he deserves the highest award for valor that our nation bestows. I strongly agree with this conclusion. But right now, I want to talk not about medals, but about the man himself, because that's what matters the most. Alwyn was born in 1970 in Sanford, Florida, and was raised in Oviedo, attending Oviedo High School. He was the youngest of nine children, five girls and four boys. The family didn't have much money, but they had plenty of pride. And when Alwyn was just six, his father passed away. Alwyn's mother, Ruby May, worked long hours at demanding jobs, working on an assembly line and later as a custodian at Florida Tech, since renamed the University of Central Florida. 
One of Alwyn's sister, Casanol, who is now an ICU nurse, describes her brother as the baby of the family, rambunctious, a little spoiled by the siblings, and of course, deeply loved. She remembers buying him a 10-speed bike so he wouldn't be different from the other kids in the neighborhood and how happy he was. Alwyn enlisted in the military after high school. Casanol told us it had a transformational effect, turning this aimless boy into a resolute man, the civilian into a soldier. And not just any soldier, but a soldier's soldier, a tough-as-nails infantryman, and an old-school leader in the best sense of the term. As Casanal put it, Alwyn bled Army Green right from the start. The Army gave him a second family with even more brothers and sisters, bound together by the American flag on their uniform and the events they experienced and endured together, from boot camp to combat. On October 17, 2005, Alwyn, now Sergeant First Class Cash, was on his second deployment to Iraq. The Bradley fighting vehicle carrying him, six other American soldiers, and the squad's interpreter struck an IED. The blast instantly killed the interpreter and ruptured the vehicle's fuel cell. Flames engulfed the vehicle. Initially only lightly injured but covered in fuel, he descended into the hull, extracted the driver who was on fire, and extinguished the flames. At this point, multiple soldiers remained in the vehicle, one of whom managed to open the rear hatch. Sergeant First Class Cash rushed to the back of the vehicle, reached into the hot flames, and started pulling out soldiers. His fuel-soaked uniform caught fire, and the flames spread quickly all over his body. Despite what must have been terrible pain, he returned to the vehicle twice more to extract his soldiers, all while he was still on fire and exposed to enemy gunfire. By the time all the soldiers were saved from the vehicle, his injuries were the most severe. Second and third degree burns covered 72% of his body. Nevertheless, he refused to be evacuated until all his soldiers were medevaced out before him. When he arrived at the U.S. military hospital at Balad Air Base in Iraq, he was still fully conscious. What remained of his uniform had melted to his skin. Yet he tried to fight off the nurses, insisting that they treat everyone else first. Despite determined efforts to save his life at various hospitals abroad and in the States, he eventually succumbed to his wounds on November 8, 2005, surrounded by members of his biological family and his Army family. Sergeant First Class Cash's actions reflect the highest standards of servant leadership, devotion to duty, and sheer bravery.